0: Well, it seems good to to stay in a place for a while. And uh, m- many times when you do, uh, you know, things will happen in you, sometimes to you, but God will work in you in ways that, uh, I don't know, they're just not accessed when you don't stay long enough, when you don't stay in His presence long enough. I mean, I, uh, I don't know about you, and I don't, want to, I don't magnify manifestations or anything, but, you know, sometimes you get in this place, and, and I haven't had this one for a while, but it's like there's a... Uh, I, 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 let me say it this way. I understand why there are groups from way back, and they called them the Quakers and the Shakers. <laughs> I think those are maybe different groups, but... Well, because someone along the line, probably in the beginning, without knowing their history, had the power of God come upon them, and they shook... And, uh, and, and as we're worshiping the Lord, it's happening, you, it's probably not visible, but it's happening in me right now. Almost like you would, almost like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> it. It's not like a nervous shake, you know, like we've all probably been there before, but it's literally, it's a presence that it's almost a little bit like, uh, God, wow, you're awesome and you come in and things move. I understand a little bit. I don't fully understand. I understand the early church when they prayed and the building shook. And old time Pentecostals would do that sometimes. They'd pray until things started shaking in the room. And then just learned how to do that. Just learned how to pray until. Until God started manifesting all over. And uh, and I'm not telling us to look for that. We just look to Him. Right? Uh, But at the same time when God shows up. He's often obvious. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And and, uh, and so sometimes it, uh, we just need to stay. You know, the presence of God, and when I say that, I mean the, uh, the actual, the obvious, the manifest presence of God, not just uh, in position. The manifest presence of God. Understand, it is, um, it is not earned, but it is learned it's not that if I worship long enough or I pray long enough then God will reward me with his presence his presence is it's just not always obvious to us but he is present right? and the more time I will take even in services like this and I will take to remain or stay and not let myself depart up here or physically ah, running out of here what's going on in there well uh, if I will allow myself and commit myself to stay I'm gonna learn something I'm gonna learn something about that presence I'm gonna learn where that door is it's like uh, you know probably if you've lived in your house very long you could now you probably don't do this but you could probably have pretty good success walking around blindfolded right you might kick a shin or something along the way but for the most part you would go tables over here okay chairs over here walls in front of me over here you would know and uh, uh, to that same degree when you spend uh, enough time both quantity and quality in, in, in the presence of God spending with him you get to a place where, here's why I use that illustration, because we generally are not seeing, unless we're having a vision or something, we're not seeing. Uh, But you get to a place where you don't have to see, you can still make your way around. I still know where that door is. I still have to know how to get there. I still know when I do this and this and this, God shows up. And so we should be comfortable, and we should get better at this. Amen. In other words, uh, you know, I've been—I'm still learning, but I've been learning for years. What do you do when? What do you do when you're going into a service and you're going into ministry? And and uh, man, it feels dry. <laughs> or man, I'm not sensing anything. Well, you learn what to do in those situations. You learn, okay, this is how you act. This is how you handle that. Otherwise, you just run away. <laughs> and you notice, we don't ever do that. But there there are things of the Spirit to be learned. There are things of God's presence that you can learn on a personal level. And it's not like you're earning it. Jesus paid for it all. You go in for free. But in His presence, wonderful things can happen that don't happen outside of it. And I'm talking outside of His manifest presence now. You understand what I'm saying there? Because in a positional state, we're all there all the time. Amen H- have you ever have you ever watched uh, uh, cooking shows on TV? Well now and then I'll turn on diners, drive-ins and dives. <laughs> I like uh, Guy Fietti. I think he's funny <laughs> but I'll notice sometimes, you know they go to the different restaurants and find you know they make their best recipes and, and they'll walk kind of walk through it without giving you all their secrets and walk through how they made this thing and so they'll take this piece of meat or something and mix it up with this special formula and marinade or something and he'll say and then we're going to we're going to seal this off and we're going to put this in the the cooler or something for a week right? A week? How could you wait a week? <laughs> Even a lot of them, that might be extreme, but a lot of them it's like this is going to sit here for 24 hours or, or whatever. It's got to sit in this and then we're going to take it out and do the next thing to it. And uh, I think Man, that's a long time. Uh, even even when Amy's cooking sometimes and she's making things on the stove and she's got the stove down there you know the burner there like on two and so I come in to help and what do I want to do I want to crank it up why just do this faster (laughs) let's make the, you know I'll mix it up so it doesn't burn and uh, Nevertheless, she knows more what she's doing than I do. But, uh, you know, there's that that desire sometimes to do it fast, to make it quick. But I understand with some foods, if you don't do it really slow, it's totally not going to turn out the same. You're totally going to give something up. And I am all for believing that you receive. I believe in instant and now and manifestations and we see those. But how many know not everything in God is that way? Someone said, I've got problems, just come lay your hands on me. Well, sure, I'd be happy to, but sometimes your problems need to be wait on the Lord for an hour. Hmm? Well, that base, that's basically what we did tonight. We worshiped the Lord and stayed there for an hour. Did you stay in? Did you stay in up here? I know if you're not used to it, it can be hard sometimes. Your mind goes all over the place. But your your meal will turn out much better if you let it simmer. Right? I like the microwave too. But some things are not going to taste the same. If you cook them in the microwave. Like that turkey. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but there are some things in God that... I. I I think it's one of the elements that that's missing in modern Christianity at least in in America I don't know all around, all around the world uh, but what I understand is in the old some of the old days I mean decades ago there are many churches churches were smaller back then and um, well there's a lot most churches are still small but there's also many larger churches now um, uh, but it was very common for people to have church and at the end of their normal worship and the word and all that kind of stuff people would gather around the front and pray. Sometimes they'd pray for an extended period of time. It's just like this is how we end the service. You stay up here and pray for as long as you need to. And some people called it praying through and and different things and and they would people would come and wait on the Lord. And uh and not everything is achieved that way that was some of the error they had they didn't know you can believe you receive right now you know you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit right here right now and speak in tongues this very instant and some of them waited for years just for that see they were in a ditch on the other side but now we've you know kind of gone the other direction and sometimes we're in the other ditch and we're just like pray amen (laughs) how about pray and worship and wait and listen and 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 do it again and sing it again. Amen. And just say, how long? I don't know. How about until things start shaking? How about until you get clear? You know, it's like, I'm satisfied. Uh, I think the Lord's good. Let's move on. Or until He speaks to you. Or until something, I don't know. But those times are needed in our life. And And and, and I'm glad we were able to, you know, just take an hour uh, today just to worship. I didn't really plan to do that. But, I, you know, I stepped up and I I thought, okay, it's good. We should stay here. And the more we worshipped, the better it got. And it's still good in here. His presence, he doesn't get scared away when we move the stage out. (laughs) His presence still remains. There's still uh, an atmosphere of his glory. Amen, amen. I know this last uh, this last year, I had on my heart at different times. It's interesting. I, I would minister in different places, um, and I had this message. It was ver- different variations of the message. It was about change. I preached it in, in a couple different places, uh, one, two, three, four different places, but not here. Well, one of them was here. It was with the pastor's thing. But it was a different variation of the me- method of the message of changing you know we changed from glory to glory and I recognize that anyone who is mature um, they do change if you haven 't made any changes in your life for a while, might be time. you might be due, but at the same time, uh, you can take that to an extreme, and there are people that change too much. <laughs> Meaning, I'm not talking about inward changes and deeper commitments and consecrations to God, but they they change on the outside uh, because they're just antsy and they can't stick with anything very long, and 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 they don't like to simmer. Give me three minutes in the microwave and I'm out of here. And this, this hanging out and simmering kind of thing, waiting on the Lord, sometimes, you know, makes them nervous. But here here's my point again. There are some things that only come this way. And if our relationship with God is, you know, maybe we're strong in the Word and strong in some other areas, but lacks this this whole simmering thing, this whole marinating for a week thing, uh, th- then there are, there are some problems. Some real, some real works of God that He wants to do that are not being allowed to be done. And so, so we stay. Amen. And, uh, and as we worship the Lord earlier, uh, I knew, and I still know inside, that there are some that, the, the, uh, that need to stay the course. Need to stay the course in their life. Uh, meaning that temptation to, to uh, jump ship, what's the, the way to say it? Temptation to go a different way or do something else is there. And the right change at the right time is a, is a needed thing. But too often people are giving up, they're quitting something before what they're doing has had time to really manifest. To really show up, I don't want to get to heaven and find out how many things I was right on the verge of. You about had it there, but yeah, no, you gave up right then. <laughs> you were about to experience God here and have this victory and get this prayer answered and to get get all these things, but you were right there, and that's when the pressure got hot, got strong. That's when the heat was turned up. That's when you finally threw in the towel. Because we can't see that, I don't want to look back and say, "Man, I wish I would have stayed the course. Wish I would have stayed there when it was hard, when I felt like giving up, when my patience was running thin. Wish I would have stayed then." Amen. And and so maybe this speaks to some to, to some in here. I believe it does. Uh, that there's some there's a need to stay the course. There's a need to stay in there. And there's a temptation to say, man, I don't know why, why this isn't working. Or what's going on here? Why is this taking so long? <laughs> Has anyone ever been there? I've been there a few times. What in the world? Why is this taking so long? <laughs> uh, and then you look back and you think, well, look at all the times I didn't throw in the towel. Sure glad I didn't. Sure glad I stayed. Amen. Praise God. You know, Jesus said over in uh, in John chapter 8, he said, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. Uh, that that word continue is pretty important. It's one thing to jump in and jump back out. It's another thing to stay in. Yeah, stay in there till your skin gets wrinkly. we get in the word we stay with it I'm committed to it why am I committed to it because he's faithful who promised he will do exactly what he said he would do because of that reason I'm going to jump in and I'm going to stay permanently amen amen praise God Father we're so thankful for you thankful for your presence I believe you're ministering to people here tonight. I believe you're setting things right, causing, causing individuals to see, to know the reality of who you are, of what you've called them to do, of your precious presence. Lord, let our minds be saturated and our hearts be full of you, of your glory, of your spirit. Work in us, for we'll not run away. We'll not run off, but we're here to stay with you all of our days all of our days all of our days we thank you your presence is not earned but Lord teach us your ways teach us how to live in and live from that place of your glory how to be carriers of it when we leave this house to carry your glorious manifest presence in our lives we honor you we bless you we serve you we do thank you Lord thank you Lord hallelujah praise God thank you Lord we worship and adore you We praise you and worship you. We magnify your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You're so good to us. Praise God. Thank you for working in our lives tonight. We honor you and bless you. We honor and bless your name. We honor you. We worship you. We worship you and give you praise. Thank you, Lord. We worship and give you praise. We worship you and give you praise. Thank you, Lord. We do. Thank you, Lord. We do. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We praise your great name. We praise your great name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me read uh let me read to you from John for a moment. John chapter 4. I'll just say a few things and maybe we'll be maybe we'll be finished. John John the 4th chapter. Uh 13 and 13. John four thirteen. Jesus answered and said to her, this is the woman at the well, if you're familiar with that story. Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water, springing up into everlasting life. So what happens when you get? He's talking about salvation. What happens? What happens when you get saved? You never thirst again. Yeah, never thirst again. Say, I'm still kind of thirsty. <laughs> well, it's probably because you're in your head, and and living out of and living out of this the uh, natural side of, of life. But you look down inside and you say, oh. There it is right there. There is a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. It's inside of you right now. Look at uh, chapter 6. John 6 verse 35. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he and he who believes in me shall never thirst. So obviously that's talking uh, spiritually, right? Not talking physically. Anybody ever got hungry since they got saved? Yeah, okay. We still need tacos. That's just a real real life need. Uh Nevertheless spiritually what does he say when you come to me you're never going to be hungry again never going to thirst say well I'm still I'm hungry for God <laughs> well not not in this way if you're truly saved in this way you're not okay now you might have a desire to learn more to know him more of course but there is a a real satisfaction that comes just from being saved and here's my point uh, our our focus is to live in that, acknowledging I've received the satisfying effect of the bread of life, Jesus, or of that fountain, so I never get thirsty. Here's the opposite mentality. The opposite, and a lot of, a lot of people are here, but they, they talk about how we're desperate for the Lord. You know, like those songs that are out there that people sing in churches, I'm desperate for the Lord. I'm not really, a, I haven't been for like 20 years a big fan of those. Okay, a little bit less than that, because we used to sing one. Uh, but then somewhere along the line, I got, I got like, I'm not sure if I should be saying I'm desperate, 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 because I already got saved. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's appropriate just to acknowledge, even if your head says, you need, you need. I say, I have, I have. I have the spirit of life in me. I have the the bread of life. I have the fountain inside of me. Amen. And that's, and it's all there. We begin to be thankful instead of needy. Instead of crying, you know, always crying out. It's like the, it's like the mentality of people who say, well, we all just need to be broken before the Lord no actually I think we all need to be made whole in other words you're broken until you come to the Lord and what does he do breaks you no fixes you (laughs) right he puts Humpty Dumpty back together again (laughs) cuz Humpty was broken and if you come to him broken healing yeah and so there's, it's a different position. All this we're talking about in, in being in the Lord's presence and staying and being consistent, and not giving up on things. It's, it's, we do this from a position of, I've got His life in me. I've got His spirit in me. I'm not a loser trying to win. I'm born of God. Born to win, to overcome. Uh, that prophecy I gave earlier with the tongues and interpretation... It, it said something if I can remember uh, the prophet had some, something about how we were designed and created for that place. He created us to be in him and with him and surrounded by his glory is normal for the child of God. It's abnormal for us to not enjoy and experience and live in his presence that's why many times people feel oh, I need I need. You just need to experience Him so what's in you can come out. Yeah, I need to be broken. Oh, you need to be fixed. <laughs> uh, not broken mentality. Whole, saved, filled with life, filled with Him. Not desperate, thankful that He's already worked in me. Amen. He's already given me life, given me salvation, and giving me given me wholeness. Amen. A friend asked me the other day, a pastor friend, he said, what do you think about those uh, those surrender songs? I said, I just said, well, I'm not a fan. And uh, I said, because actually we're on the Lord's side now, so if we're surrendering, we're giving up to the enemy. <laughs> right? Now, if you're not saved, stick them up, dude. (laughs) Surrender. Surrender your life, all of your life. Get down on your knees and make Him Lord. But then when you change teams, now it's time for other people to surrender. Time for the devil to surrender. (laughs) But I'm standing now. Amen. So it's a position of victory that we come from, that we minister out of and really that we draw near to him in. Amen. Thankful for all that he does. Let me just show you one more verse while we're while we're here. Amen. It's John 7. I guess I got to tell you where it is. It's just the next page, John 7. Verse 37. On the last day the that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, "If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and what? Think? <laughs> drink. I'm all for learning. I'm a learner. I want to be knowledgeable of God and his word and have good theology and so, but sometimes people they get so in their head and they need to they don't need another lesson, they need a drink. They need to come to him and what? drink. They need, a, they need a Holy Ghost experience. They need to spend enough time in the presence until they shake. A whole lot of Christians need a shaking going on. <laughs> you know it's true. Come on, don't give up until you do. Until the Lord's presence affects you through and through. Till you get so touched and so moved and so saturated and filled with Him that it alters the way you live. How many have ever learned something? You learned it. It was good. You liked it. You said amen and wrote it down in your Bible and never did it. Or still struggled with the problem and you had the answer right there. I don't take anything away from that. I believe in that. But I tell you, what sometimes we need is not only the revelation, then we need to get wet <laughs> fire hose we <laughs> we need an experience in God's presence and you add the word and the spirit together kaboom and now we're able to not only know it but live it not only are we are we can can we say and articulate I worship the Lord God in heaven The God three-in-one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the blessed eternal (laughs) King. You know, we can state accurate, correct theology. Not only can we do that, but we can say, and then it shows. And I love Him. And I worship Him. And I don't ever want to be away from Him. Ever in my life, even for a moment. I love His presence. I love to be with Him. I know His voice. I love him. I love it when He speaks. I'm here to serve Him. I bow my knee and give my life, all that I am, to Him. It's one thing to know Him in theological terms. But you add the Spirit of God to that. And it turns this into something very, very attractive. Something irresistible. Something that you cannot touch with any other thing in life. Take your favorite hobby, take your favorite vacation spot, take your favorite food, mix them all together, and you think, I have a perfect life, and then you and then you let God's Spirit come on you for five minutes, and you'll throw the rest of it out, and you'll say, huh, wow, I'm less impressed than ever before with those natural things, because you'll be so impressed with Him. You won't have those thoughts of, stink, what are we going to do forever? In heaven we're gonna be bored out of our brains now if you haven't had any or not much experience in God touching you I understand that thought because we don't know fully what we're gonna do forever we can't comprehend forever when his presence comes on you you get to a place where you say I could just do this for at least a million years if I could just have this for a million just a million We'll get to the next million after that. Did I even read this yet? <laughs> I didn't read all of it. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Verse 38. And he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. That word means belly or tomb, or not tomb, but womb. Like uh, it's the center of you. Out of that flows rivers of living water. Why does it flow out of you? Because when you drink, that's salvation he's talking about, you, you get saved. And then he goes on to say uh, in verse 39, But this he spoke concerning the spirits whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. He said when you receive me you drink of this water the spirit of God comes to live in you and he is to you like rivers of living water rivers and the first their first experience was of of that was on the day of pentecost they were all filled and up came speaking in tongues they all spoke with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance that was one of the rivers amen but all the things that the Spirit of God does, He does in us. It's there on call, 24-7. We have access to a river. I'm a-feeling mighty low. Why don't you tap into the joy river? <laughs> Meaning it's not out there, it's in here. You can speak by faith, you can start praising God, you can start speaking in other tongues, and you can tap into the joy river. Hallelujah. And you can tap into the direction river. What's because the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. See that's one of the that's one of the things he does. You can tap into a healing river. There are rivers inside of us, rivers of life that flow out living waters that come out of us. Amen. So whenever we do what we do and we come together, do it from this place. From this mentality, he's in me, he's moving, there's a river that's coming out, and different rivers will come out at different times, but it's all whatever the Holy Spirit does. One of those things will come out of you as you yield. Amen, amen. Praise God. You have anything? All right. Father, we love you today. We serve you. We bless your name. We thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your presence in our lives. As we leave, as we go out from here, thank you that we are carriers of your divine presence. All of our days, we are carriers of you. We love you. We serve you. We're going to simmer. We're going to marinate. And the effects will be long-lasting until we can jump in again and spend more time with you. We worship you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God is good. I think we'll end right there. If he's on you, you can certainly sit for a while or do whatever. You're welcome to head out. Look forward to seeing you on Sunday. And uh, praise God. He's-